0: Okay.
1: <laughs> you should have just started recording while we were talking naturally. I want Jamie's. Are yeah, we recording? Know, and not tell us.
0: Yeah, I know, but I wanted to save uh, computer space. As the that's what the IT people call it. That's the
2: professionals.
0: <laughs> the computer space.
2: I needed we, to save we, the computer. I don't space. have enough
0: computer space. Okay.
2: I wanted Jamie's birth <laughs> on there.
0: I'm sure there will be another one. <laughs> yeah, probably. It is a beer time. All right. We should, we should call this beer time. Beer time with books. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate
2: it.
0: <laughs> beer time it's, with it's books. It's
2: ironic at because the beer, at the very we least, are here for the books. Sure. At the very <laughs> sure. least,
0: sure. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> The
1: patriarchy strikes again. Sure. I've never been so dismissed in my life.
0: Okay. This is gonna be the whole Sure. <laughs> um, at the very least, this episode can be titled Beer Time with Books.
2: It's it's a working what are they calling? It's that? a working a title. Working all right. All right. Should we discuss the books first? Well,
0: welcome to Beer Time with Books.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> so uh, this is our first episode of a book club-esque podcast that we've been brewing on hey, for a little bit. Um, I can't so can't see my finger so, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, with the podcast, you can't. So uh, let's go ahead and introduce ourselves, number one, and we'll say what we're drinking. <laughs> I
1: you were- Yourself, <laughs> I straight one. up thought you were going to say <laughs> number, number one, one
0: I am Brian <laughs> oh. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm Brian Sudert And right now I'm drinking Odell Brewing Company Rupture Fresh Grind Ale
1: Are you Are not going to say anything about yourself? Well, oh, we'll, I'm not we'll get prepared there. for this oh, I'm just saying my name Alright, I'm Jamie Hello I'm drinking Um Cloud Catcher Milkshake IPA, also from Odell Brewing.
2: <laughs> I'm Danny, also Odell Brewing Co.
0: Wow, how did that happen?
2: <laughs> I'm drinking the 90-shilling the ale. Is that how you say it? Beautiful.
0: 90-shilling yeah. ale. So we have started a podcast to talk books. We don't know how this is going to go. We're very unstructured right now, but we all have some history with books in some way or another. We're, we're here to discuss I've so never picked up a book. So we're gonna, this is this is an experiment. I've never read anything. We're going to see how how a 25 24-year-old uh handles reading for the first time. <laughs> It's an
1: experiment.
0: So we're going to go around and just kind of say uh, any experiences we have with reading, um, any qualifications. Every experience. Every experience. Ever so read uh, this is probably getting posted to the channel, but uh, last year I had a channel called Brian's Book Bastion, and that uh, is on hiatus right now, so it'll be good to be back on there. But uh, I had read books through that and kind of reviewed them, and that's the main thing I have. I wasn't a huge reader. Uh I had read my whole life but that was about it. I just uh, really got serious with it then.
1: Um I have read a book or two. <laughs> nice. Uh I double majored in college in English and secondary language arts education. So I'm a high school English teacher. Uh I've read a lot of books. I always read books.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice.
2: Uh, um, I have also alra- always read books. Um, I learned about Goodreads from Jamie in high school, yep. and that's when I discovered that setting goals for reading was... The, cool was cool and uh, was they, the they best way to do,
0: obviously to
2: track my reading i was so excited to discover it so i'm on goodreads like once a day mm-hmm. uh <clears throat> and i love to read several books at once
0: yeah yeah the uh goodreads, not simultaneously the goodreads thing has been really nice especially just to revisit uh everything that had been read In years previous, because I've had mine since high school, and obviously you guys had both just said that you had it. I actually
1: got mine in middle school. Oh, middle
0: school! Damn.
1: I would like to clarify. Um,
0: Well, that's the thing is like set the record straight. Well, when you look back on like the early Goodreads stuff, it's just funny to see how your book tastes have changed. Because I had a lot of Mm -hmm. like young adult, obviously, and uh, a little bit of you know this and that from English class, but it was a lot of that, and it was a lot of angsty reviews of classics of, like, I hated doing assignments for this, so it got two stars or something like that.
2: I always now like to... <laughs> you go.
1: Uh, I was going to say, that's a good place to start, of, like, what type of reader are we? No, oh, that's just good. just, when did we read? Yeah. But I uh, <laughs> also... No, not also. We are not the same. <laughs> um, I... When I first started, like, really reading a lot, I um, thought I was really smart and uh, pretentious and read all the classics and thought they were amazing. (laughs) Um, And then I moved out of that and became arguably more pretentious (laughs) and, like, only read 20th century American literature for, like, a lot of my early college years. And then I delved more into world things. Uh, I took a lot of Caribbean literature classes in college, which is a weird niche that I know a lot about. But a good one. A good one. And now where I'm at, uh, I reread the same 10 books every year because I teach them. (laughs) And then... Yeah, what did
0: you just finish?
1: um, My juniors read The Crucible play by Arthur Miller, and my sophomores are in the middle of And Then There Were None by Agatha Christie. Um, Which are both fun. I chose them both because of Halloween uh, to make it a creepy time for them because everybody dies in both of those stories. Go Agatha. Um, But also in my personal life, I think probably because my job um, is difficult or demanding I've started reading more <clears throat> um like fantasy and easier novels and
0: uh what was the big one that you were reading this year
1: I read the two books that are out for the King Killer Chronicles by Patrick Rothfuss um which I really really loved and I always thought that I would hate fantasy so that's cool but also, type of reader I am. I read half of a book and then put it down and forget about it for six months.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that has been a recent trend. But
1: yeah. So, and then I pick up. But a we're here to book. fix
0: that. We're yeah. here to fix that. We're committing to books with this podcast. So. We are. This
1: is
2: a commitment. This is a commitment. So, uh, <laughs> Danny,
0: what type of reader uh, are you now, and what has the journey been from earlier on? Like, if we started it's about from your like the like <laughs> from the beginning of Goodreads, like similar to Jamie,
2: I credit my love of reading with the Harry Potter series which mm-hmm. i started when i was which
0: i think a lot of people little. can relate to yeah
2: and um i Tried to read them with my mom, and she didn't want to read them with me because she didn't like them, and so I was just like, "I'm gonna read them by myself." Yeah, there
0: was a, a family uh, banning spree of the Harry Potter books. My
2: mom suggested that to me when I was like 12, and I was like, "That's hilarious." I knew people. <laughs> I knew people that had that happened to. Happen. There was a
0: Harry Potter ban. You couldn't uh, read it for witchcraft. There purposes. was. There yeah. were
2: priests. Yeah. That advocating. Said that, yeah. No, it was a whole yeah. thing. I did not ascribe to that. Um, which is
0: is fair it 's a great series,
2: yeah, so um i al always have been like a go to the library and check out five books and read them all kind of at once, mostly inspired by the due dates. <laughs> I was just like, well, I have to return them, so I want to read them all yeah, um and that was much easier, obviously, when I was reading like young adult stuff at the library, um, but um I've continued to do that. Because I think it helps keep my interest in what I'm reading, and also um, it's good for my attention span. Sometimes I will have three books like in bed with me, and I will just like read ten pages of one, and then I will switch to ten pages of another, and then yeah. I will finish ten pages of another one. That's, That's
0: fascinating.
1: fascinating. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't do that. No. I
2: do it because I, because I like to start – it makes me feel good just to start the book. And then I want to feel committed to it so yeah. that I come well, back to it. And
0: you have momentum on him anyway if you continue to do it that way. So then, like, there are stories to unravel. Mm-hmm.
2: I don't have. In multiple directions. I don't have trouble. Some people I know can't do it because they have trouble keeping track, um, maybe, of what's happening. But I typically don't have a problem.
1: Um yeah that's no I read multiple books at the same time not like that not yeah. like 10 pages I don't do yeah. it very often but like when I have chunks like I don't always have
2: hours that I can read like on Sunday I had like all of a sudden I had a bunch of time and I came home from your house and I started name of the wind and then I had two others to start <laughs> I was in the middle of revolutionary road and maybe this is a different segment I wanted segment. to read that soon <laughs> um it's depressing. It's putting I've, I've seen, that movie. I've seen the It's movie, putting yeah. me in a huge mood. Yeah. Uh and I've been reading Devil in the White City for almost a full year and because it's a lot. So I think also when I'm in a funk with a book, I have to start another one and
1: then come back to it. That's what I yeah. do. Yeah. But then I think it takes another, me a really long time to get back to it. Yeah, yeah I that's think that's real.
0: another momentum thing cuz you're at least reading something mm-hmm. and so you're still like in the process of doing so.
2: Yeah. So I have always kind of been that kind of reader, um, and it's been sustainable so far. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I can't really do that. I think I did this year uh, have a period where I was reading two books at the same time, only because I really wanted to start the next one, mm-hmm. but I had a specific order because that's the type of reader I am. is very methodical. <laughs> like I don't really go off of like picking random books off the shelves. I usually have a pretty secure plan of like, I'm going to read this in this amount of time. And so I think that was the only instance where – Uh, I was reading one book and I wanted to start another. So it was Gravity's Rainbow. I'd been wanting to read it forever and then I was just like, okay, I'm going to start right now. But the only other time that I do that is with audiobooks. Like I can do an audiobook and read a physical one at the same time because to me it kind of separates Mm -hmm. the stories in a very definitive way. But that's pretty interesting because I I would never do that. I don't think I could do that still, Uh, 10-10-10 or whatever else. (laughs) The 10-10-10 strats over here. The 10-10-10 strategy. (laughs) We're we're getting labels for these things. We're going to analyze it to death. But uh, for me, back in the day, um, like I said earlier, it was a lot of young adult. um, Harry Potter was huge. My mom read that to me when I was very young. Um, And I remember this was before the movies, and I can't really recall – Uh, at what book they were at when the movies started coming out. But I know that I wanted to start getting into them because, like, first of all, our neighbors were really into them, and that's where my mom heard about it, and the movies were coming out. Uh, So my mom used to read me those, um, and that carried me a long ways. And then there were other uh, young adult novels, like Hunger Games obviously was huge. And, like, I read other stuff on the side. I liked a lot of the – like dystopian novels, 1984, uh, I believe I read on my own, and, you know, just kind of stories like that, and then I fell off reading for a little bit, um, and, you know, I started getting into more mature stuff, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo at the time, my mom read that, which is really weird, I don't know, yeah. it's not really her style, but uh, had read that, and then really read Game of Thrones a lot along with some classics for a class in college and kind of ripped through those. Have you read all of those? Uh, I have read all of them. Yeah. So I'm, uh, <laughs> so anxiously waiting for, uh, the winds of winter coming out. But yeah, after that I started finding, uh, some books cause Jamie, um, had a bunch of these 20th century, uh, novels that she had gotten. And I ended up, uh, reading infinite jest which kind of started me into the postmodern works and it kind of was easy to follow from there uh, because there's a lot of influence in those. And I like books that are influential, so I kind of follow that path quite a bit. So I've read uh, a lot in that canon and I think I just need to really uh, flesh out other sides of the reading spectrum. So I'm excited to get into what we're reading. But before we do that, we all have read uh, some books this year. Are there any Highlights, are there any lowlights? We can kind of run through those. Um, and anybody can start if you're still thinking about it. Um, I'm just going
2: to check my Goodreads real fast. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I can talk about. Um, Goodreads needs to sponsor this. My favorite thing yeah. I, <laughs> My favorite things I read this year, uh, which I already mentioned, the King Killer Chronicles. I read both, both of those books. Um, like, start of this year to beginning of summer ish um they're both really long the second one is like a thousand pages and the first one is I think like 800 maybe um but they were recommended to me by a friend um and she doesn't like fantasy a lot but her husband really does and so they they like made a deal where they had to they got to choose a book where the other the other person had to read it and that was the (laughs) book he chose um that would be a good segment (laughs) that's kind of
2: what this is (laughs) that's basically
1: what this is (laughs) um and she ended up really liking it and told me that i would like it and i was really um uneasy about it mostly because i don't read really long books Mm -hmm. like i i don't know what it is i i think a sweet spot for a book is like 300 pages and anything beyond that, I normally am kind of like, okay, I'm done with this story. Like, you, I get it. Whatever your purpose Whatever is here, it is, I get it. I'm and not I'm, like that at all. I know you're not. Um, But also, I think that so many of the books that I really loved in college and read a lot in college were books that, like, needed to get their purpose across in that amount of time. Mm-hmm. Like, the... Because they were so thematic or so, like, they had such a purpose, whereas fantasy, I feel like, is more, there's a purpose to it, but it's more for enjoyment than yeah. a lot of the books that I read in college are. Like, I feel like if The The Stranger by Albert Camus were a thousand pages long, like, no one would get it. No yeah. one would read it.
0: And it would lose a lot of its power.
1: Yeah. So I I had never picked up books that were that long, um, really at all in my life.
0: Yeah. Um, a lot of the world-building aspects of fantasy plays into a longer book, mm-hmm. much more than books that get into, like, a lot of symbolism because then yeah, it's kind like of... or, like,
1: really realistic yeah, fiction. Yeah, because
0: then it's kind of just beating you over the head with it. And sometimes, you know, there have been books that do do that on purpose that I've loved, but I understand that. Like, fantasy, it's just so much easier to uh, access a longer length because a lot of it is spent on building a world that's so yeah. big that you it'd be hard to do in a smaller book
1: yeah which is just like not a part of fiction that i had delved into which seems so silly because like both of you guys started with young adult fiction mm-hmm. whereas like the first book that i remember like really really loving reading and being so enraptured by it was jane eyre and that's like not, yeah, not the even, same in <laughs> the
0: same vein yeah yeah
1: so I just, I, I feel like I've done the opposite of I read the classics and I read pretentious things and now I'm like, ooh, but fantasy, mm-hmm. there's dragons, guys. And so, we're like, we know.
0: So that, <laughs> that was that was a highlight. <laughs> there. Are, there, are there any lowlights of the year?
1: Oh, I oh, mean, I have some
0: lowlights. Yeah, just let's pull up the list.
1: <laughs> Hold yeah. on. Well, like, I think that my lowlights are going to be me not finishing books, because yeah. I'm just disappointed in myself. Which is
0: fair, I'm, and we'll probably get into that with other episodes, because I think there are some books that we are potentially talking about that have been put down
1: mm-hmm. uh, yeah. by,
0: um, by multiple people, so.
1: Like, I'm still halfway through um, Let the Great World Spin by Colin McCann, which is beautiful it's I like I read half of it over the summer and I cried at a certain point like it's so well written and it's really like intricate and there's like different storylines that mesh together but I just haven't been able to pick it back up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. And that's that's
0: a low light because you just get disappointed. So it can yeah, be a good book and be a low light. It's always difficult when a book you like you put down. Because I've done that too. I finished them later and they're some of my favorites. But it is disappointing when you're like, I don't know why I can't yeah, like, do that I just right now.
2: Hidden, some books I just feel like are overwhelming. Even if like even when you're not they ready are for really, it. really good. Yeah. And you're just like, I need to meditate Step on back. this. Yeah, to take this a minute. This is a lot for me right this now. This a lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so uh, fair enough on the low-light point there. Danny. highlights, low-lights? Um, Either so order.
2: I read, so highlights. I read A Clockwork Orange. It's um, a good book. I was, it was like one of those books that put me in a mood when I was oh, reading yeah. it. I mean, I was just like, I'm depressed and I don't know why. And then yeah. I would remember that it was because I had read A Clockwork Orange. It's so
0: <laughs> brutal. and
2: It's brutal, yeah. but I really liked that it was so... I don't know. I liked how graphic it was. I thought it was shocking in an effective way. I didn't think it was too much.
0: Yeah, um, I I liked the way that it was done with how like young everybody is and how everything was given a different yeah. name to make it seem not that horrific. But it's like holy. Crap.
2: It was it was shocking. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just yeah. That was it, and it also made me want to watch the movie, which I still haven't. I seen. want to do that as well. Um,
0: I'm nervous though. I'm Movies nervous. And books. I am. I'm nervous too. Yeah.
2: Um, that was, yeah, that was a highlight. That was the second book that I read this year, according to my Goodreads. Um, and then another highlight um, was The Bell Jar. Um, I had never read any Sylvia Plath. Um, half the books that I get are from Jamie and or Brian's library <laughs> <laughs> on their recommendation.
0: We're surrounded by it right now. I
2: have my own library.
0: Let's paint the picture. <laughs> <But> <laughs> There's a rainbow of books behind Danny's head. <laughs> my books
2: from their library. Um Yeah, so the bell jar was also, like, really beautiful and heartbreaking, but beautiful. Um, I loved. And low... A low... Oh, no, wait. Two other highlights. I read The Hobbit and Fellowship of the Ring, um, which, even if I didn't adore... I mean, everybody can agree. They're great. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't adore them. I liked them. um, But that was just a personal personal accomplishment for me, because... um, I, that's a series I've been putting off, and yeah. I really wanted to read them.
0: Always a highlight to tackle something that has been on the list for a long time. The
2: Hobbit I read when I was, like, 11, and liked it, didn't make a huge impression on me. And so now I... Um, it was good to read it again. Um, and, um, yeah, no, I read a book called... Goodbye, Vitamin. I don't know if either of you have heard of it. Mm. I couldn't even tell you why... that's the title because it made a very (laughs) small impression on me Um, but it was like written it was one of those books written in um, like a diary format like Mm. a daily kind of today this happened really short things Um, and it has like a super colorful cover it's one of those books that's like it's brand new and it's I don't even Rachel Kong I think is the author it just was Mm. ineffective ineffective in a lot of ways Um, and it just seemed kind of like a sad diary, hmm. and it just wasn't very really interesting. Um, so it was pretty short. It didn't. I didn't waste a ton of time on it, but I just didn't. I didn't love it. That was that was a low a low book yeah. for me.
0: That's fair. And then for me, uh, the low light. I'll start with that. Um, I technically had two because one of them was out of just morbid curiosity, and I was expecting uh, for it to not go well. Um, but one of them, it was. Uh, I I had mentioned Infinite Jest. Um I read brief interviews with hideous men and did not enjoy that really at all. Um I've read quite a bit of Uh, David Foster Wallace's uh, books and for some reason it was just it didn't hit the same way that a lot of other ones did it was a lot of dark humor that seemed unnecessary and I know that it was supposed to be about bad people but like when somebody nails it too much it's always kind of weird I know that there's also um, I I don't know there's other extraneous factors to that as well because a lot of stuff came out about um, his personal life I suppose and there's just a lot uh, to unpack in reading something that was Uh, hitting those subjects so hard. So uh, not great for me. Um, There are certainly still parts that I found humorous, but um, that was definitely uh, one of the worst things I read this year. And then uh, the two big highlights. um, I have been reading a ton of Thomas Pinchon, and both Mason and Dixon and Gravity's Rainbow were amazing novels uh i'd say out of the two i know gravity's rainbow is like the big famous one and it was incredible uh but mason and dixon was just uh so well done in the sense that there was a lot that uh something i love about reading thomas Pynchon is he gets into a lot of historical uh a lot of history into his novels and when you look up a lot of what's included it's all real And so it's stuff that you think sounds so outrageous, but he's done so much research into it that anytime you look at it, you learn something because you're curious about it. But at the same time, uh, the way it was written, a lot of his other books have some absurdity through like drug use. Or for instance, this one was just a wholesome story told around a campfire to a family. And that made it so much nicer because everything that was weird that was going on was just like this guy trying to make an interesting story. So while it was still crazy... And weird at certain points, it was still grounded in history and also very emotionally affecting, which isn't always the case with his work. So uh, those two were definite highlights. And uh, I think I just have two more of his books to go before I've read all of them. So that'll be pretty exciting to get there. Um, But as far as uh, what is to come, we uh, the point of this podcast is we are wanting to read some books together. And so obviously, this first one is a big introduction uh, into a lot of our reading preferences, um, but now we 're going to be touching into uh some books that i don 't know that even like one of them here doesn 't necessarily fit into really anything that we had talked about, so that 'll be interesting to oh, hit yeah. into um <coughs> But we have three right now. I don't know how many we're going to do. We've talked about various numbers. But we have three books that we're definitely going to go read. going to go for the next 30 years. 30 years. We're doing this <laughs> forever. Be Lock in, everyone. <laughs> um, so. Subscribe now. <laughs> so I, we've talked about a few books and uh, a lot of these, you know, there were really, were really no rules if there were certain books that people wanted to read that they maybe already had read or maybe it was a book that a person had put down. You know, there's nothing that's really, excuse me, that's that beer. Beer time with books, baby. Let's get it. Uh, <laughs> beer time with beer time books. Beer books. Uh, so we have. I
2: already forgot the name. We have,
0: <laughs> we have three and then we have a list coming up. But I, I think we might post these um, as we go. And so if anybody does want to follow along, I think what we've kind of talked about is doing two episodes per book. I don't know if that's uh, in the vibe what you we're going for. You decided that. Two, two <laughs> <laughs> the, the patriarchy strikes The patriarchy again. has decided. Um, wow, that's, that sounds so, fine. <laughs> so if you are interested in following along...
1: going to finish them before we record the first episode.
0: We'll though. see, we'll see, uh, for uh, what we're doing in the future. Um, but we're going to try to do half... Um, just so if anybody wants to follow along, they can not have too many spoilers for the rest of the book and get some good discussion in the meantime because that's, that's a thing online. You know, This is such a new thing with a lot of book media that a lot of it's already done when the discussions are going on. Like There are other notable podcasts that I've listened to uh, that they go piece by piece, and I've liked it a lot because it's more interactive. Mm-hmm. But like BookTube, for instance, when I was doing that last year – uh, a lot of them are just done, and people just talk to it or talk about it, just like they already have their view solidified. It's interesting to hear your views midway through because sometimes that's vastly different than mm-hmm. where it is at the end. Uh, so we have three books here. Is there um, going to
1: be a quiz in the middle? I think yes. <laughs> what if I'm not done? <laughs>
0: we'll see. English teacher? Are we
1: thinking? Yeah, I'm the English teacher. Wait. So are we mind.
2: thinking like we read to a certain? Page number? Yeah. Like well, a certain chapter? Some, something
0: like that. We'll figure it out as we go. It's kind of loosey-goosey right now, but uh, I think we'll just <laughs> go through... This airtight, you mean? <laughs> we'll, we'll go through each of these. We each picked one book from our list, so I don't know. Uh, we'll each just kind of briefly mention the title and anything, a short reason as to why you chose the book as we all look to the back <laughs> of, of each <laughs> one to read. Let me read, Let the, me read the, the, the plot synopsis, synopsis real quick. Um, so... The first one that we're going to be doing is Lincoln and the Bardo, and for a lot of people, this is uh, pretty familiar. It came out very recently and won the Man Booker Prize last year, and I've heard just amazing things. I love historical fiction, and uh, that was something that made this book in particular so exciting. Uh, Just like I mentioned with Mason and Dixon, it's a similar vibe with the historical fiction, but Lincoln and the Bardo – this is George Saunders' first novel. He was a short story writer forever, so he kind of came in with a bang here. And I've heard uh, it's pretty emotionally affecting, and uh, Lincoln is just a fascinating guy. And so it'll be uh, interesting to see how he tackles him in this book.
1: Uh, and our second book was my choice. Uh, I know very little about it, but uh, it's Douglas Adams, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, I don't know, it's one of those books that, like, I've always seen on Mm -hmm. uh, Barnes & Noble's, like, top 20-whatever table uh, that they want you to buy, and people really love it, and I've never read it, Um, so that's why I chose that. I think that it'll maybe be, like, a more fun, uh, short, quick novel for us, rather than the more serious books that my compatriots have chosen.
0: (laughs) And I've heard consistently that it's hilarious.
1: Yeah, like I think it'll be great, and I I want to be in the inner circle of people that have read it.
2: I feel like it's always on the that like who, anybody's list of books that's just like top ten books you must read, or maybe I don't know. 50 Even if books you're not that a that you science fiction fan, yeah. yeah, like it's on everybody's list. I yeah. feel like yeah, it it's,
0: it has huge crossover appeal, which is uh, pretty interesting.
2: So I chose. Um, One hundred years of solitude by Gabriel garcia marquez i don 't know that much about it um I chose it because I have two copies on my bookshelf, and I have read neither of them um good ratio also um uh historical fiction um I believe it takes place in a fictional city um
1: this is true. I have read it jamie has read it i 'm just um, it's
2: this just in yeah
1: i uh I allowed this to be on the list. I'm in charge. Um, Because mostly I read this for a class in college, and I remember really enjoying it, but also being behind in reading for, like, a majority of it because it was college, and I had five other books to read. And... Um, whatever but I really liked it and I would like to reread it I don't remember how it ends because it's been multiple years and That's pr- professor Harrison if you ever find this I'm sorry <laughs> which she could I, I'm <laughs> she's, so she's sorry she's very she's very sleuthy she's
2: redeeming she herself
1: now also it won the Nobel Prize so yeah that seems important yeah it's a good one great the names are confusing
0: yeah, that'll be, uh, I think that'll be a we'll mess have to, to discuss. We'll have to. We need character we need maps. White, we need a whiteboard. Yeah, we're, we're going to need a Google Doc to uh, get it going. <laughs> a so. Google doc. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's going to be it. Um, so, thanks for joining in. Uh, Beard Time with Books, tentative title. Weird, um, so, weird, we're going to. Uh, that's put, the title. <laughs> the title. So, we're going to start with Lincoln and the Bardo. So, if anybody does happen to catch this before the next episode's posted. Um, just about halfway is where we're gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> about halfway. Meet okay. us about halfway. About halfway. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, we'll just keep this rolling going forward. But we hope you enjoyed our first introductory podcast, and we'll look forward to seeing you next time.
1: Uh, Danny, sing the outro song. Do 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 do
0: do do you later.